Blog Talk Radio. Dice pineapple. Tonight you shall reach a height that the sky won't catch you. The highest form of my admiration. I ain't no connoisseur, but I'm kind of sure you will admire my tasting before the sun graze you. I'm trying to see how deep you are. And believe me, shawty, I ain't talking about no intimate conversation. I want to see if I can make you reach things understand. Good evening, y'all. Hope you're all doing well on this uh, really cold evening in early November. Uh, depends on where you are. It's snowing here since now. Hi, all. But anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning into the podcast. My name is Scott Birch. This is the Clown Hour. And I have a sports blog called The Clown Times, by the way, which is the blog component of the, the podcast. But at any rate, you can check me out on uh, on www.theclowntimes.net. Should have mentioned that's Clown Spell for K, by the way. And you can check me out on Facebook, so wherever you're at, whether you're on your laptop, your, your smartphone, or your desktop, maybe mainframe, just go to the upper left-hand corner to search one and type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Spell for K. You find me there as well. Lots to get into. We got some NBA trade news got to cover. Uh, normally, we had the podcast last night. You know, it's usually every Wednesday night, but you know, power's knocked out because of freezing rain, which Thunder snow today, so that's why we moved it to the night. So, but I think we're going to talk. We're going to touch on the Jimmy Butler trade. Um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Go to State. Uh, Kevin Durant being mad at um, um, Draymond Green for calling him the B word. <laughs> I mean, hell, who wouldn't be right? And also, Melo getting cut. About to get cut cut from the Houston Rocks. That wasn't a bad fit for the get go. And we'll get to in a little some NFL at the night third hour with my other guy, Dwayne Nash. But to help me talk about the NBA, speaking of, of the other guy, um, he's like, like a, he's an old pal of mine from the, the Saturday radio show that used to have called the Weekly Adjustments on fourteen fifty a.m. The ticket. His name is uh, Jared Singleton. So Jared's back in the saddle. So what's happening, man? Scott, how you doing today, man? I am freezing my ass off. It's it's just cold. God, it's so cold now. here. Yes, it's it's early early November. It's not supposed to be this damn cold. It's supposed to be enjoying fall still, and it's snowing. Yeah, man, and I, I and my my day job is deliver appliances, so it was cold today. Oh my god. Oh God bless you. It's like you outside. Like God, you think of God, damn it. <laughs> that's, that's all day. Oh man, God bless you, bro. I'm I'm thinking about you. Yeah, you know, I I would have like complained and whined about walking to the bus stop this morning, waiting like twelve minutes for the bus because it was late. But it's not like the little mm. stuff outside when uh, when everyone no. depends on you to do it. So I'm not, I'm I'm going to restrict my my whining at least for now. <laughs> uh, but. Dude, I was going to focus on the Jimmy Butler trade, but a couple of things went down since yesterday, bro. It's like, first of all, like uh, Draymond calling KD the B-word um, <laughs> and getting suspended. For How far off for is he, though? As well, as, well, you, well, that's debatable. We'll get into that. I know you got to And also, <laughs> Hey, I cut. can be – Go ahead. I can be as respectful to Kevin Durant as possible. Like, I can say 100% that he is probably the player in the NBA right now. I mean, LeBron's number That's one. Right. But two or three, you can you can argue Durant, Steph Curry, 
Anthony Davis. It just depends on who you want to argue about. I mean, you could really argue any of them. But the the uh, biggest issue sure. I have with you know with with that is like, you know, Kevin Durant gets up in his feelings, and Kevin Durant has burner accounts yeah. on Twitter. So right. how right. far off is Draymond, honestly? <laughs> No, well, maybe he knew. Maybe that's why I call him a bitch. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, the I thing mean, is that he's sensitive. He's twelve trans fans. You sense this sensitivity, man. I mean, it's just old school R&B reference. But I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's he is he has rabbit ears. I mean, it is what it is, right? But uh, what I want to yeah, know is exactly I mean, it. It is what it is. Go, that uh, people figure that he's going to be gone after this year anyway. I think he might stay one more year to open up the joint in San Francisco, maybe not. Um, but does this really? I mean, this, do people make are people making a big deal out of this bigger deal out of this or what it is? I mean, really? I mean, two dudes have a disagreement. One like sometimes you like we like when your boy calls you out, and if he, like if he thinks that you're acting up or. May get under your skin, maybe once a couple of minutes, to, like two minutes after. But I just think that it's not going to affect Kevin Durant one way or another because I think he, I think he's gone. I, I mean, I he's gone one way or another. Is that the next season or, in or 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 after this season? But I mean, it's. I think. The, I mean, I, I, honestly, man, I think the one that's gone is Draymond. I think the three that yeah. are going to stay together is going to be KD. Clay and Steph. I don't think it's going to be Steph, Clay, and Dre. I honestly, like I said, I honestly think that K, uh, that uh, Draymond's going to be the one that's gone because of all of them, Draymond's the most. I mean, he's the most replaceable, I guess. I mean, it's it's harder to replace the second or third best player in the NBA than it is to replace a rough rider. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which. I mean, is it, isn't there something to be said about, like, Draymond is, like, the, un, the unquestioned leader of that squad. He he is the I mean, he, he's he, the heart and soul, I guess. He's a glue guy, too. He's the ultimate glue guy, does a lot, a lot of things pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of the – But nothing – I mean, the only – tough. Yeah. We have which – I mean – no, I mean, I guess if you get down to brass tacks, they don't have much of that. Right, right. I mean, and, Steph Curry and, can be tough. I mean, he he moves his feet and he's a decent defender. I mean, he's 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 very underrated as a defender. I mean, if you get into the if you get into the numbers and the metrics of it, he's actually an average yeah. to above average defender for the position. So okay, that's cool. I'll I'll give you that. Clay's or Clay's obviously a great defensive player, but you don't look at Clay yeah, Thompson and yes. think, Oh, you know, rough rider can't go back. I've I've got you know, you tell me what to do, coach, and I got it. It's it's like the it's not a Dennis Rodman. It's more of a Scottie Pippen defense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean he's I'm right. not not comparing yeah. him to Scottie Pippen in any way, but it's it, it's it's that brand of defense. It's not the I'm going to knock you on your ass defense. It's the I'm going to stay in front of you and not let you get your shot defense. Right. And and you mentioned Steph Curry earlier. Like, not how many people realize that Steph Curry is 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 usually amongst the league leader in steals on a yearly basis. People don't realize that. I mean, it has quick yeah, hands. Yeah, so is Russell Westbrook. Do you call him a good defensive player? Well, then again, yeah. <laughs> it's like lying with statistics, right? But I. But to your point, I do think that Steph is an above-average defender. He doesn't get as much credit as as, as people like tend to give him. He's pretty underrated. Um, 
But I, I, I just think of this. There's another wrinkle to the kick to the uh, like uh, to the Draymond deal. It's that he's like he has to be thinking this. He's like, yo, I was here from the jump when y'all drafted me in the second round. You know, I gave y'all the added toughness earlier. You know, I helped y'all win that first ring. Uh, and yeah, and then like, lost him the second. Me the he lost him the second because he lost his mind and <laughs> got suspended for games. For game six, for game five, game five, back to game six, mm-hmm. and but yeah, but some has to be, but but I mean, still the thing is that he has to be thinking. Okay, you're taking the side of a guy in Kevin Durant who y'all brought in, who he helped, who he helped get here, get there, right? Yeah. Over a guy who's been there from the jump, that has to be. Well, yeah, but let, let me ask Draymond you, Stephen. In the in the well, eyes right. of in the in the eyes of the other players on the team, all right. Put yourself yeah. on Golden State squad, okay? You, you're 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 Clay Thompson right now. Who's more yeah. valuable to your team right now, Draymond or Kevin Durant? Which one can you yeah. afford to lose and still win that chip? Uh, Draymond Green. Yeah, and I, and I'm not like I'm not really trying to take sides or anything, but if you like. If you step back and look at it from a distance, like myself and like you can, because I mean you're a Knicks fan, you don't have any vested interest in Golden State other than like I do, wanting to see the greatness that is Golden State. Because let's let's be honest with ourselves, me and you can watch the season mm-hmm. knowing full well that at the end of it, it's going to be Golden State. But we enjoy the ride. Right. But we can we also right. we, there's a little piece deep down inside of me that wants to see Golden State win four and then win next year too, because I want to see that greatness. Mm-hmm. It's like the Bulls. Right. Everybody wanted to see Michael win. Except for Knicks fans. But that's but that's <laughs> Patrick Ewing just and wasn't Patriot good enough, fans. man. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was great, but not not that great. Yeah. Yeah. He was the most ducked on center in the NBA in NBA history, by the way. I just thought I'd put that in there. Um It's okay. It's okay. Just hit the highlights. Yeah, just hit the highlights. Um but yeah, I mean, so I have a tough, question man. for you. It's been tough. Yes, sir. With Carmelo, with with everything that's going yes. on, does he have? Yes. Is there a team in the NBA that could use his services, or is it time for him? And I think he's a Hall of Famer. Is he first ballot? No, because that first no, ballot. I don't know who he's gonna what what you know when he retires or anything like that, but I, I it depend he might be depending on the the class that he's in, but I, I don't think he's first ballot, but he is a Hall of Famer. I mean, you would agree with that, right? Yeah, and and and, the, and that's even with the NBA. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the Basketball Hall of Fame being known to just let almost anybody in there. <laughs> to be honest, he's not the most. Yeah, world, it is very inclusive. That, I'll give you. I that. agree. Yes. Okay, Anyone so does he have – is there is there a squad in the NBA right now that needs him or – I mean, on, on, a minim, on a minimum contract, like you get what you get with a minimum contract. But do right. you want that? I mean, the guy can't accept to be – he can't accept a bench role. I mean, which I think he'd be, yeah, he'd be great coming off the bench. I'd want him as a yeah. sixth man. I really, I really, truly would. Here, come off the bench. Well, give me 25, 25, 30 minutes a game. Give me 15 mm-hmm. points and your two assists or whatever you're going to give me. But, yeah, I would want him. But at the same time, it's like, dude, if you can't accept this role, there's not a place for you. So does he hang it up? Should he hang him up or should he go to another team? There are plenty of teams. That love what's, that your, what's your opinion? I mean, 
I like Carmelo personally. Um, I I would love to. I, I don't want to see him go out like this. You know what I'm saying? I I don't want to see his last at being being cut ten games of the season by a contender. You know? Okay. Because think go out I mean, on his own terms. You're talking. He, yeah, go out on his own terms. Cause he, I mean, he's one of the greatest scorers we've seen, man. I mean, not complete players, obviously, but scores. And it's prime. No, you're you're correct Yo, there. Stop it. I mean, the big body because you could hit from anywhere on the floor. Um, I wish amazing I wish he had developed a post game earlier in his career. That's the yeah. only thing I could wish for yeah. out of Carmelo was, I wish he had developed a post game earlier because if he had done that, I think his game would have aged aged more gracefully. Like his game. Yeah. <laughs> man, you're shooting under forty from the field this year. Like it's not. It, it's just not happening. Yeah, and that's the that's thing. The, that's, that's what I'm I, struggling with because every. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to say, I, I think a team that's looking to get in the upper echelon of, of either the East or West could use him as a spark plug off the bench, first guy off the bench to play heavy minutes too, like a Charlotte. But that's what Houston uh, wanted him for. Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean. Look, I mean the thing is that a lot of factors like factored into that. I mean, you you I mean they basically they let Trevor Reza and uh Rumbu Mate, two defenders, two great defenders, go for a guy and Carmel who was allergic to defense. So that didn't help. Yeah, but the question the uh, yeah, the Ariza letting Ariza go was money. Yeah, I mean, the, there was a lot the, the that day, went into that. I mean, thirteen million dollars for Ariza on the Houston Rockets, like that's going to drive their tax bill through the roof. Because at this point, I think they're—I'd have to check for sure because I didn't do that. I, probably, I guess I should have. But with Houston, I—they're I, I, not in the repeater tax yet, but it's still one. It's still a dollar fifty per dollar spent over the tax, and they were already over the tax to begin with. So you add, you know, twelve right. million dollars to that. That's you're you're paying almost $20 million for Trevor Ariza for one year. Like Trevor Ariza is a fantastic player. Do not get me wrong. I, 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 I'm not taking that away from him, but 12, $13 million like the Suns are paying him is about the most I'd be willing to pay. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Like it's just, uh, I mean, the PJ Tucker and Luke, no, you're like yeah. the PJ Tucker and the Luke Luke Richard and Bahamute. That's a mouthful. Um, mm-hmm. He yeah, like the, what what he went for. Like they could have offered him that. He went for less than what the um what the less than the mid level. Like you couldn't give him the mid level. Like you still had the taxpayers mid level to give, and you didn't give it. You 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 thought <laughs> you thought Michael Carter Williams was gonna come in. And, yeah. and provide some defense. Like, come on, man. And Tyler, Tyler Ennis, like, okay, solid rotation piece, but not. He ain't gonna come in and stop nobody. He can come in and put a body in front of him, but he's not gonna stop anybody like Arizo or Mbamute or even PJ Tucker. Like, that's an unre- that's an underrated loss too. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean because, and to your point, you're not wrong about the. The, the economics of why he don't bring a guy like Ariza back and whatnot, but what he and the other the people, the other players that you mentioned allowed Houston to do 
was to basically switch. I mean, they they like on any any pick roll situation to switch and win and yeah. not miss a beat. That's what that's what helped them against Golden State. Golden State tried to run all those picks, and they were able to. You know, Houston didn't. They had the double team by because they had perimeter defenders who could switch on off on a uh, 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 Steph Curry or uh, uh, um, on the clay. Yeah, Clay and KD. You know, they had perimeter defenders. Great perimeter defenders. I can't talk tonight. But, I mean, <laughs> they're missing that. They are they, The Rockets are missing that. And I think Carmelo didn't help Carmelo's cause as well because he's seen this guy who, you know, who's, who's again, who's allergic to defense, who people pay probably to fix some of that too as well. So, which was mainly just bad personnel decisions by letting P.J. Tucker go and bringing in Michael Carter Williams, for Christ's sake. I mean, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, so, um, well, I'm going to say it. I, I'm, I'm going to let you know every single time I'm on your show, I'm going to reference the fact that the Bulls paid Jabari Parker $20 million for this year. <laughs> Houston decided that Houston Houston brought in Michael Carter Williams on a on a uh, minimum contract. What's worse, doing that or paying Jabari Parker twenty million for a year? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Again, yeah. Like I told you last time, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it's okay. I just I I I I I don't think I will ever get over that fact. But I digress. Oh, on uh, on to on to where you were going. But like, you're right. The the whole thing with Carmelo is you knew what you were getting though. You knew you were yeah. going to get somebody who's going to focus on offense, and he's going to, uh, for for all, all all the things he was in New York, he was a okay by the metrics defensive player. The 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 looking at the eye stats, he wasn't very good, but like just just the by mm-hmm. the metrics of it, he wasn't bad. But he's just his game has digressed so much. I just don't see it. There's a place for him in the league, but. It's it's in a role that he just he's proven two years in a row he's not he's unwilling to accept. So that's right. uh, that, that's that's all it's I got bad. on that. Which is too bad. Uh, speaking of oh I agree of, 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 of pieces not not fitting uh, for whatever reason. Jimmy Butler. Now I wrote on my oh, blog let's go. that I thought that Philly won big time this trade because remember that Minnesota had better offers on the table before this. And, you know, namely Houston's won their part with, what, four number one picks for Jimmy Butler, uh, which is okay. why. let me you ask know, you this. Was... Go ahead. Four number want, one picks. That is, <laughs> that is all well and good. I have a, Four number one picks on the surface sounds great, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. You build, you now, let me ask you, does four in the NBA draft – does four picks that are probably going to fall 23 to 32, anywhere in between there, is it really that appealing in the NBA? Or would you rather have two starting caliber players that are both club controlled for three years on fantastic con- – or no, 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 no. Robert Covington is club, is, is club controlled for three years on probably yeah. one of, if not the best contracts in the NBA – 
and Dario Saric, who is a stretch four who fits fantastically next to Cat. I mean, you tell me, what do you think would be better? Those four first-round draft picks that are going to be late or two starting caliber players to pair with your two max <laughs> your two max players. Let me let me just tell you, Andrew Wiggins is a max player. I'm I'll take Jabari Parker That's for twenty million on a year. <laughs> yeah, that that's soft. But that, that, I mean, I think Andrew Wiggins is a softest tissue paper. That's just me. I, I'm I agree. Impressed. I'm not impressed. I, I, I haven't been impressed since he came into the league. Yeah. Let me say, Cleveland fleeced Minnesota on that deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, is I mean, you know, God, I mean, God bless of. Uh, Wiggins, I mean, he was able to finesse Minnesota out of that max contract, so bully for him, I, I, I suppose. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's a wonder why Jimmy Butler was pissed off the end this year, which is why Butler was able to take, like, four, like, backups in a scrimmage against Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and Wiggins and whooped them in a scrimmage. I mean, those guys just ain't tough. And I don't know about Minnesota. Hey, look, those look those those two players you mentioned, Covington and 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 and, and, and Sarge, they aren't scrubs. They aren't scrubs, and I think Philly's going it's going to miss them to a degree. It's just that I don't. They're going to miss Sarge's three point shooting. Your two, well, your two best players are soft. That's what I'm saying, Minnesota. I mean, regardless. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, that's, um, that's, have I ever told you about the can't go back players? They can't go back, but I don't think you have, but enlighten me. I'm, I'm All right. curious. I'll be the first person to tell you. This is something I stole from somebody. I don't know who it is. I, I can't remember who who said. I think it's Bomani Jones, honestly. I, I think he's the mm-hmm. one that I first heard this from. But they're players that you yep. just look at, and they will do anything. Because whatever it was they were doing before professional basketball, they can't go back to. They'll do whatever anybody asks them to do or anything that they have to do because they can't go back to that life. Patrick Beverly is one of mm. those players. I think Jimmy Butler's in that mm. same mold because he, he, the man has proven time and time again, <laughs> he just, he, he can't, sorry, he can't do it. He, he can't right. go back. He's got, he's, he's staying in the life that he is in right now. And like you said, it's toughness. That's all it is. And I think Philly's going to be good. That's going to be good in Philly because I know that they're, they're going to miss that. Philly's going to miss that three-point shooting in Sarge, and they're going to miss um, Covington's defense. I, I think I think Covington hadn't shot the ball that, that as well as he did well, last year. Well, Covington's. But, I've always thought Covington was a poor man's uh, Jimmy Butler anyway. Mm-hmm. And they get the real thing in return. How about that? <laughs> Jimmy Butler. No, you're 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 100 percent well. right there. Yeah, I think he's going to fit well. I think he's going to fit well with uh, with Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons. I think I think he will. He's going to get that team much needed toughness. And, and they're the going to hurt in the Eastern Go Conference. Ahead. They're going to have the best three guys on the floor most nights, at least in the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I, I can. I can agree with that because most of the Eastern Conference teams, I mean, if you just if it were a 3 on 3 game, I think they would uh I think they would be the 2 seed 
because I don't think Toronto yep. one through three is as quite as good. Boston, I would say, is probably better one through three, uh, at least in my opinion, depending on who you want to take. Uh, I mean, they have a lot deeper. Yeah, I, I I can agree with what you're saying there. What what Philly is going to love coming out of Jimmy Butler is is a crunch time is 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 late in games because yep. that's where they hurt the most. You know, Embiid and Simmons yep. are combined shooting 37 percent in clutch time. That's not very good. I mean, because right. Ben Simmons, for all the things he is, he can't shoot the ball. I really hope he develops that part of his game, honestly. But for he right now, he right doesn't. No, I mean, at least over the off season. Red I mean, shirt, and, year. and it's a little—it's it's a tick better than what it was last year. But it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's incremental okay. progress. LeBron didn't shoot well either when he came into the league. Let's not let's not get it twisted. So it's give sure. him some time. I hope he does develop it. And Joel Embiid shooting 38% from three is all well and good, but, man, that doesn't hold up late in games, especially when they're going to crowd the paint because you're daring Ben Simmons to shoot. Markel Fultz is, has the yips. Um, you know, and disaster, you can't the give the oh, – what a disaster. But <laughs> Joel Embiid is not Shaq. Right. He's just not. So it it, it, may, it hurts. But now Jimmy Butler comes in, demands the ball late in games because that's what Jimmy Butler has always done. And, I mean, he, he, he shoots great. He's, he's, got, he's got the history behind him of making big shots and just being a big shot guy. So I, that's where they're going to be really happy with it. They really are. And, and he's, he's shown this year that his three-point shooting is better. Um, I wouldn't put him in the upper echelon. I wouldn't say above average yet, but I would say it's – it's getting there, you know, and I mean, we'll see as the year progresses in uh, Brett Brown's system as opposed to Tom Thibodeau's system. And maybe toward the end of the year, because he's going to have more rest, because Thibs puts miles on people, where Brett Brown is like, no, you go ahead and sit down for 10, 15 minutes here and there. So I, I really think that at the end of the Jimmy Butler is going to be an upgrade for Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphia a lot at the end of the day because they gave up two really good rotation pieces to get that all-star. But the biggest question I have at the end of all this is Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler going to beat out, and not even this year, let's just say two, three, four years down the road. After four years, is Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler going to be better than whatever monster Boston is building? You, yeah, I mean, again, you got a team in Boston who's deeper, who's tougher. I mean, this proved if they proved it in the playoff series last, you know, last season. You know, Philly was more. What about their paper. two best players? Boston was tougher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, who was leading last year? Like a rookie and, and Jason Tatum and uh, Terry uh, Al Rozier. Terry, yeah, yeah. Hey, t- hey Al Brown. Horford can be on my team any day he wants. Yes, and, I, and I, why, I, will, I will take Al Horford in a minute. And they're better. They're well. They're better coach too. But but the the point is is that Philly Philly never had any business. Hasn't had much defense anyway. But they're really thin now. They're really 
huge challenge, depth challenge. I just think what Philly needs to do to make to make this Jimmy Butler trade even more effective is to move uh, 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 JJ Redick to the start lineup and, and push Markel Fultz out to the bench. I, I think okay. that will go a long way in, in that. I, I I really do. But they got to get someone off the bench, though. I mean, they got to get some depth because they uh, – it sort of tells me that Philly's not done. I, I wouldn't be shocked if um, if Marco Fultz is moved soon, sooner rather than later. But God, that I, I would, do you really – I think that would break him. That might well, – him you know being what? traded might sports, just no break him. No, I, and I'm, no. Not, I'm not saying – I'm not trying to put feelings <laughs> into it. I'm just saying, like, for his sake, if if he gets moved, that might – it might genuinely break him because I, I – oh, man. If – if I don't know. I, I feel so bad for him because I don't know what it's like to get the yips like that because obviously I've never been on that kind of stage. Sure. Like he couldn't shoot at Washington. Like he was a great shooter. He's a great player. Like I could understand why Philly wanted him at number one. Now I thought they gave up too much, but I could understand wanting him at number one. And mm-hmm. man, it's so bad. What happened to him? I mean, I know I that I, some, I, you know we've seen the Chuck Knobloks of the world in baseball not be able to throw from second to first. I mean, it's something that it's something how it's how your brain is like between the ears. If it's not there, it's a trip. But not like this with false. I mean, he's still a young guy. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened to him. I I don't either. I mean, I know there's pressure being the number one pick, but all I can say is, man, do what you did to get yourself to be that number one pick. Like you don't just become the number one pick unless your name's Anthony Bennett. Right. Like, it doesn't just happen. Like, there's a reason you were a number one pick. Yes, I threw the name Anthony Bennett out. I know. I heard you mumbling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. But we'll see. I, I think long term, and I'll get you out here on this, brother. I, I think long term that that Jimmy Butler's trade is going to work well in Philly. It doesn't matter if they if they do some personnel moves, whether it's moving <laughs> Moving uh, folks to like to a six man role, or training his ass and getting bringing some more depth, maybe some more shooting, so that people won't claw. That's what they're they're going to have to do that. Yeah, they're going to have to because I mean people are daring Ben Simmons to shoot more than ten feet out, and you know, and and that's not good for Joel and B because there's no space and that's not any good. I mean Jimmy Butler can't shoot, so that hopefully can can like can help. And he's self-made. It's just a matter of you know, of just getting just getting that going because that's what Philly needs is shooting. And as long you know, as the interesting name I heard. Down, what's that? I heard an interesting name thrown around in, in some trade in some trade talks. I heard Kyle Korver's name thrown around. Mm. Right. That would be uh put him JJ Redick on the floor together along with your big three like that's that is formidable. That's not very good defensively, but that's formidable. No, well not Corver. Corver, he 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 can't even guard me and you. <laughs> no way. No, uh, but he can stroke it. He can definitely stroke it. 
Yeah, that's exactly it. So you got anything else for me? Um, Unless something happens over the NBA wire, (laughs) news wire, (laughs) that's a bombshell of sorts. Um, I I think we're good. Um, But, well, 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 okay, I'm lying to you. One more thing. Um, Okay. Don't you just don't you just get a a, a a coronary when people make a big deal about LeBron being in L.A. his performance in L.A. after just ten games? Don't you just wish uh, that people would just shut the hell up and let it play out because it's early. I know people like those debate shows. I'm just first take. Um, like to like to make a big deal out of that just to get some content on the show, but it's it's ten games in. Come on, maybe a little more than that, but still. It isn't like LeBron's helping the case, man. Did you hear what LeBron had said about earlier in the year when they lost like three or four straight? He's like, man, it almost broke me. But I had to sit back and relax and tell myself, you know, that's not helping at all. And and, and, and LeBron's the best player in the game, but man, he's drama. LeBron invites the drama. I mean, but still, I mean, the whole thing is, it's still early, though. It's still still early, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right, bro. Well, until anything crazy happens, uh, I'll let you next week. All right, man. That sounds good, brother. NBA stuff, man. Always good stuff as usual, bro. Take care. Yes, you as well. All right, peace out. That's my guy, Jared Singleton, uh, from uh, the Weekend Adjustments. Every Saturday, or well, it used to be every Saturday, it's so high, so it's coming out pretty soon. On 1450, the ticket, AM the ticket out of Hamilton. So, with the fun stuff out of the way, let's get to more NFL. So, so NFL with Jimmy Butler being the crazy thing going on in the NBA to Le'Veon Bell and other stuff going on in the NFL. So, here's my party here. Y'all know from the yards, I think sports. We rest about all things that sports. As well as Sleazy Riddle with this boy, the coaching company, is Dwayne Ash. Big D, what's up? How you been? Scott, Scott, what the deal? You tell me. Uh, hey, Le'Veon Bell is probably wondering what the deal is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how? I mean, how crazy is that? How crazy has this saga been all season in Pittsburgh surrounding one Le'Veon Bell, leaving fourteen point five million dollars on the table? I didn't think anybody would leave $14.5 million on the table, but yet here we are. And to the point where his teammates seem to wish him good riddance, they ransacked his damn, him, his damn locker and, and Bud Dupree on, on, on Instagram or wherever the hell he was on, uh, maybe the Vine, I don't know, um, trying to <laughs> Jordan brand cleats and – you know, Ben, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, who's full of drama himself, said that he claimed he texted him before and didn't hear back from him and said that he's glad he doesn't have to talk about Le'Veon Bell anymore and to, like, Coach Omar Epps, I mean, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin saying that uh, he wants to coach volunteers, not hostages. That's a bad uh, You know what? Man. Just to, for a quick diversion, I don't know if this is as crazy as the Carmelo Anthony saga that's going on in Houston, but no, actually, no, let's say that it is crazier. This is crazier. Let me explain why, right? Now, I get this. I get that this is the first time we've ever seen this type of holdout in the social media era. 
don't forget, we did have Ricky Waters with Philadelphia in his holdout. Was it Ricky Waters? I just remember there was a... Yeah, was he in Philly or was he in San Fran when that happened? I forgot. That's what I'm trying to remember. I just know that it was during his playing career. It was either San Fran or Philadelphia, but he did to that that year. And if I remember correctly, I think that was towards the end of his career, which led to that. He decided he didn't want to return, didn't come back. But who knows how wild that could have been. And we knew he was a character. We didn't necessarily know how much of a character Le'Veon was until now. And then you aid that with, with social media. See, now, if it then that I don't follow Le'Veon, I don't know if mm-hmm. Le'Veon comments on games that he's not playing in on the regular or not. Because if he does, I wouldn't say the stuff that he was doing while he was commenting on Steelers stuff would be odd if he was already doing yep. it. It just happens to be that right. now we're focused on him and we're watching his every move, and it just happens to be that he's also commenting on the team he should be playing for in some people's eyes. That's what makes it insane. Compound that with the amount of money that he's walking away from. Some people will probably have said that Ricky Waters was crazy for walking away from the money that he walked from. But yeah, now we're talking about 14.5. That's a lot of dough. And it's hard for the average fan to feel sympathy for 14.5 when you got it staring in your face. But I kind of understand where he's coming from in terms of his decision of not wanting to put, you know, uh, 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 extra mileage on him. But I did some research. He's not necessarily putting extra mileage on him for a player of his caliber and the things that we expect from him. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, which is why people are like down on him because James Conner is balling. And the question yes. now is, was it the system or was it the player? And, you know, James Conner would never be, at least not right now, never would be Le'Veon. But as far sure. as being able to be, be split out, I mean, he Le'Veon to line up as a wide receiver. That's how talented mm-hmm. he is. But James Scott is getting there. He has better hands than what we thought. He runs between the tackles better than we thought. He has damn. He's close to a thousand yards rushing. And mm-hmm. you know, for a handful of games later, like like to go in the season, he's all-purpose guy. He does it all, but. The difference, the obvious difference, too, is James Conner is not the type to bitch about. He puts no. his head down and goes to work. He's a lunch pair the guy went to pit. He's from Erie, Pennsylvania, local kid in a sense. And he overcame cancer, too, and a knee injury while in college. Yeah. So he doesn't take anything for granted, and God bless him for that, And uh, which is a better pilot, chemistry fit, because – he won't be tripping if if he sees Big Ben check out of a run to go to either Juju or a, or or Antonio Brown. He's not mm-hmm. the type to make waves like that. He's just one of those guys that's like, hey, I'm gonna put my head down, go to work. Now it may be seen if, if James Conner gets hip to the game and hey, say, hey, if I'm getting all this workload, I take make sure I can take care of my damn stuff. I mean, who knows? That's like maybe another two or three years down the line. But the fact of the matter is, I think that it's a win-win. I mean, Le'Veon gets his wish. He gets he doesn't have, he doesn't have to worry about being injured while looking for a free mm-hmm. big time free agent, free agent contract. And 
and um, and the Steelers get to say fourteen and a half mil, maybe they'll go to I don't know the defense. <laughs> True, and, and you're right, and, and just uh, and and just clear up the chemistry issues. Now, see, this is where I, I kind of dance on that line with this whole Le'Veon Bell issue, right? Because, uh-huh. like I said before, we talk about the fact that Le'Veon wants to reduce them out of carries. Think about it. Le'Veon has mm-hmm. only average, has only carried the ball more than 300 times once in his career, right? And we say 300 right. carries, we lose our mind. We say, oh, my God, 300 carries, that's a lot of carries, right? But yep. how many carries per game would you say a number one back who doesn't get spelled a lot should get in the game? Yeah. You know, most of us would say somewhere between 15 and 20, right? If you're getting right. 20 carries a game, on on average, that's 320 carries a game. They used to do that 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Now we have this mm-hmm. system. Well, not even the system. The league has gone more into a two-back style system anyway, and, and we don't see it as much, but we do expect our superstar backs to fit that mold. We do expect number one guys to get us somewhere between 13 and 1,800 yards a year, right? If you don't, you can't necessarily call yourself a star back because you can go ahead and get 60, 70 yards a game and still get you a G. A thousand ain't super hard, but it's, 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 it's not far-fetched, you know what I'm saying, to get a thousand yards in this league yeah. if you're getting the certain amount of carries and you're playing within a, a, a team that they won't have to put eight in the box again. So that's where I'm like, okay, I'm anti-Le'Veon, but at the same time, he knows his worth. I would say it's more talent with Le'Veon than system that's not by much because Connor mm-hmm. is not giving you Le'Veon numbers, still giving you respectable numbers. So that's why I believe yeah. it's a combination of the two. Plus, it sure don't help to, to have Juju and A.D. on the outside and Big Ben as your quarterback, so they don't have to put eight in the box with you. You have a trash quarterback. Sure. If you've got uh, uh, Blake Borders out there, they might stay, stay sure. eight on, on Connor, and, and Connor's not getting 70 yards a game. And, and then we're asking, you know, was, was this a bad decision for Pittsburgh to not bring back Le'Veon? But, you know, he has that right. freedom. So it's a little bit of system, a little bit of talent. And, 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 you know, somebody's going to pay the money that Le'Veon wants. I know a couple of teams who are going to throw that dough at him. I'm just glad that this saga is over. I know more so you as a Steelers fan is glad that this saga is over. And I know the locker room in yeah. Pittsburgh is tired of hearing about it and that they're done with it and they don't have to deal with it no more. And all they got to do is focus on football. And that if they're in first place, a place where a lot of people didn't think that they will resurrect themselves from, especially with the way that they looked at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, everything should yeah, be know, right. for the Steelers here on now. Even though the, 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 the Browns are playing good ball, the Ravens are starting to slowly implode, and, God, why do I keep forgetting about the Bengals? The Bengals are still there, so they're still going to have to compete with the Bengals. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I, I truly believe they, they already have a game up on Cincinnati now, right? Yeah, we're game up on them. I think a game, game yeah, so, you know, they go ahead they and, and sweep the series. Yeah, exactly. You know, they sweep the series yeah. with Cincinnati. They'll be fine. 
this, 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 now they all they got to do is just, just focus on football and, and, and go ahead and get themselves ready for the playoffs. Now, speaking of stuff that went on last week, and talk about the Bengals getting, like, curb stomped at home by the Saints, what the hell to New England? I mean, New Ooh. England got the asses kicked in Tennessee. Who thought, who thought that one coming? Um, but is it too early? I tend to not to write off New England until, I mean, until they give me a reason to. <laughs> but mm-hmm. is it? do you think that New England, that – not to say that they're vulnerable, but do you think the reign in the NFC, in the AFC, is coming slowly to an end? Not an end right now. It's still a little bit early in the season, but mm-hmm. but do you think it's coming headed that way because they're in the third position in the AFC right now, and I don't see yeah. them. I don't, I don't barring the collapse from Kansas City. I don't see them catching Kansas City. I don't even see them catching the Chargers. So. Um, they still have to go to Pittsburgh. They still have to mm-hmm. go to Miami, where it's a house of horrors. So you look mm-hmm. at potentially five losses. Is it? it I, look, I just say this: if New England doesn't get home field, it's over. I, I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to win in Kansas City. I don't think they're going to beat Philip Rivers on the road. I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. beat Pittsburgh on the road. I think you know. So, I mean, the, I mean that's the thing. So, what do you think? Do you think? It's 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 time to put a nail, not a nail, but start getting the coffin ready for New England in the AFC. Well, we always say Father Time is undefeated, right? And yeah, that's that third opponent that the New England Patriots, especially Tom Brady, is facing right now, Father yeah. Time, right? And mm-hmm. right now, it's not that it may be getting Tom. It's getting the players that he's playing with. You know, there was no growth yeah. last week. That's part of the reason why they got curb stomped. They can't seem to, right. um, you know, get consistency with that running game. And, of course, Deion Jordan – I'm sorry, Deion Lewis. Thinking about the wrong Deion. Yeah. Deion Lewis had an axe to grind. Being the, Did you hear his comments after the game? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, they don't, they don't yeah. like to they, – they, 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 that's what happens when you don't spend money. You know, and, and, you know, that's what happens with the best teams. They won't spend money on certain positions. They feel as though are replaceable. And running back is one of those spots that the league feels as though is replaceable. So, I mean, I, I get what he's saying, but it is what it is. You wanted to play hard, regular season game against your old team. You did that. Y'all won the game. And the, the Titans' defense is not to be stepped on. They actually have a, mm. a, a pretty good defense. That's pretty good. And they played that home. But, like you said, I am too afraid to, to 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 put the nail or put any nail in any coffin that has to deal with the New England Patriots until I'm given pause. And I don't think I'm given pause just yet. In order for me to do that, they got to be playing 500 ball. They're kind of close to it, but they, uh, uh, to say that they can't turn it around is is is, is not far fetched. A, a late season game in Miami for 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 New England. It's still a winnable one. It's those early games in Florida in the heat that, that scare me with New England. Um, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, yes, it's it's a test to go up to to uh, to Heinz Field and, and compete up there, especially past November. But you say playoff time. If I'm New England, I'm not scared to go to L.A. You know, your fans will show up in L.A. It's it's been shown in both. Uh, the, the, the home stadiums for the That's Chargers and for the Rams, 
that visiting mm-hmm. fans will show up and, and, and will make noise. So it, even though I, I like that offense from 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 the Chargers, the thing is, if they're capable of getting Joey Bosa back, maybe they will give fits to to uh, to Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady don't like facing a pass rush. He hates seeing that. And if you can get both uh, that and I forget, I think his last name is Ingram. I keep forget what his name is. And Joey Bosa back together, it's going to be problematic for New England. So uh, until that happens, and if Gronk is out, you know I, I, that's when I would pick against New England. But until then, I can't pick against the boys until they lose. I just can't do it. Yeah. I hear you. That's why I say I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not going to be yeah. one of those, like, high-tech folks. Is it, is it over for them? Nah. I mean, bro, it would be a hell of a lot harder in the playoffs. I still think if they don't get home field, you can almost forget about it. But that's only when the playoffs hit, get here. It's, again, still lots of football to be played, so I don't know why mm-hmm. they're tripping. One thing that's you know been why? man, for last week. Yeah. Everyone likes to, to see failure. And, and everybody is waiting on that fall. People are tired of seeing the Patriots succeed. And when they do fail, everybody's rubbing their hands like your boy, Stevie J, and just like, yeah, it's coming, son. <laughs> Pump the brakes. It ain't yeah. happened yet. So when it do happen, and it happens on a consistent basis, then you can celebrate, but people are just waiting for it. They're, they're, they're highly anticipating that fall. <laughs> Good point. One more thing to point out from last week, and I'll let you go on this. How the hell, as it relates to you, how the hell mm-hmm. does the teams amass over 500 yards total offense? I don't know, <laughs> I'm talking about, hey. of course, you know what I'm talking about, but the Bucks, when the Tampa Bay lost to your skins, mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. I was, I mean, that's what you, get, what's, what you call turnovers, man. Yes. Ultimate equalizer in, and, in games. It's just it's a trip. And, and that's what I was hoping for in that game. I knew that the Bucks would put up yardage on the skins. I didn't know they would put up 500 yards, but I knew they would put up yards. I also knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick is turnover prone. The thing is, would he turn over the ball enough at home to make this game in the favor of the Skins. Now, when I saw that the number had reached 480 and Washington had the ball, I said, please, please, I want Tampa to get this ball back because I want them to get 500 yards with the offense and only walk away with three. You saw that they fired the kicker, or they kept the kicker mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that Monday. So, you know, with that yeah. kicker, they probably have nine points in that game that's a lot closer than um, than than what you expect. But the one thing that they didn't do that I thought they should have done was attempt to go deep against the Skins' young secondary that they had out there. My main man, Danny Johnson from Southern University, you know, the Giants nation out there is loving him, playing out there or getting time out there with Washington. And, And Greg Stroman out of Virginia Tech, those two rookies were playing so far off of Deshaun Jackson wasn't funny, that they were constantly giving them the underneath. But our secondary, that they call, uh, 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 what do they call them, boys? Uh, 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 um, God, uh, it has something to do with, with um, 
I, 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 I think it's like national, uh, uh, whatever it is, it has something to do with, with protecting the president and, and, and protecting Air Force One <laughs> in terms of security. But I can't remember what it is. These boys can, can, can actually make open field tackles and make plays and actually cause turnovers. And the fact that they didn't run deep patterns with Deshaun and what Mike Freeman baffled my mind. Atlanta did it. I sure guarantee that Houston will do it this week with Deshaun Jackson and, and DeAndre Hopkins. But the fact that they didn't attempt to do it at the crib was shocking to me. And I love the fact that yeah. they set that record in Tampa. It was it was beautiful. Finally, yours. Off total offense, only three points. That is, that is too freaking. Funny that I never. Yeah. I mean, this is the this year first, brother. Cleveland was the first the team that was the first team to uh, what win the turnover margin by five and not win the game. That was against Pittsburgh the first yeah. game of the season where they tied them. And uh-huh. now you have a squad that in Tampa that's amassed 500 yards plus the total offense, only come away with three points. That is this this year is a gift that keeps on giving so far. It's. It's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's just, amazing. and it ain't over yet. Uh, <laughs> it ain't over yet. <laughs> hey man, thanks a lot, man. We'll do this again next week, brother. No problem. You know what weekend this is? Aggie Eagle, baby. Huge HBCU weekend. I am on my way to Durham tomorrow to partake in said foolishness. The HBCU <laughs> race is insane right now. There's a lot that needs to happen this weekend for certain teams to make it. I actually did an article about it in HeroSports.com that explains the breakdown on who will go to Celebration Bowl, who will host track championship games, and more. Nice, nice. HeroSports.com, y'all. You heard it. You heard it, man. Wayne Ash. Take care, brother. Who you with? We <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So check them out, HeroSports.com, as well as uh, the Yard Slash HCU Sports and Sleazy Real every every like uh, uh, every week. I think on YouTube now. But uh, anyway, y'all, please stay warm. Please stay safe. There's a lot of slick bros up here if you're in the Midwest and in the Southeast. So take care, y'all. Peace. And I will say.